0: As we begin this second week of Advent, brothers and sisters, a very familiar theme starts to come into focus, and it is the introduction of the character of John the Baptist. He is such a central figure to the season of Advent. Uh, He, after all, was the one who prepared for Jesus's public ministry, and it's a little bit of a time warp that we're sort of in, because John and Jesus were only six months apart, so at this point in the gospel, Jesus is about 30, Uh, Again, John's preparing for Jesus's public ministry, but we still associate him with preparing for the coming of the Lord himself. Uh, So yeah, we do jump around a little bit in time-wise in these Gospels, uh, but John is the quintessential Advent figure. Because it is his voice, brothers and sisters, that prepares hearts to receive the word made flesh. And this introduction in Luke's gospel to the character of John the Baptist would have been a very startling occurrence for someone who was reading this gospel in the first century. Because Luke begins by invoking all of the very high and mighty people of the day. Tiberius Caesar, the emperor, Pontius Pilate, the governor of Judea, Herod, the Tetrarch, his brother Philip, Lysanias, and the high priests, Annas, and Caiaphas. He invokes all of these people. And it's even this, this way that Luke introduced his gospel was a rather common literary device. In the ancient world, great works of poetry and great epics began by invoking the high and the mighty. And it sort of sets the tone, the time frame, if you will, for when this story happens. And Luke begins his gospel in the very same way, but he does it at the end by sort of turning it on its head. He invokes all of these high and mighty people, but then he says, My story's not about them. It begins with this crazy guy, John the Baptist. That is how Luke begins this story. The contrast could not have been more profound between all of these people that Luke lists to begin this story and this guy who eats locusts, wears camel's hair, and lives in the middle of the desert. It is a great surprise to Luke's readers, and a very big one at that, but it is the first of many other surprises to come. And as we continue in Advent, brothers and sisters, I don't think we should overlook the element of surprise. Because when God arrives, brothers and sisters, he does so by surprise. We have a God who delights in confounding our expectations and the expectations of the world. Again, John the Baptist, he's sort of a hippie, seems like the kind of guy that would be driving around the western U.S. in a VW minibus or something like that. He's not someone you would typically think of as a herald of the gospel and as a herald of God himself. Compared to the high and mighty people that he's just mentioned alongside the powers that be of his day, John was a nobody. So why does God act in this way? Why can't he just act more conventionally. Well, God does this, brothers and sisters, because he wants us to remember how small we are. And he doesn't do that to, like, lord it over us and to make us feel dumb or to make us feel insignificant. He wants to act in unconventional ways to allow us to trust him and to trust in his plan and recognize that we are not the ones in control. And if anything, it also shows us that God is wiser than we could ever imagine. We have a God who makes use of both the typical and the peculiar in bringing about his designs. And it says something about God that someone as objectively weird as John the Baptist could be part of that plan. We have a God who sees things differently. Than we do. If anything, again, it proves that God is in control. And it, because if you think about it, brothers and sisters, if everything that God did happened according to our own expectations, it's a little bit easier for us to attribute a natural cause to them, right? If everything happens just as we think it will, we'll just think, oh, that's just how things are supposed to happen. It's very easy for us to simply attribute everything to forces of this world. By contrast, brothers and sisters, when we are startled, perplexed, surprised, and even confounded, that's when we begin begin to maybe look beyond earthly explanations and beyond just natural causes for things. We start to see God's hand at work. And isn't that the point? God does this to sort of keep us on our toes, if you will, and we have to be ready for it. We have to be ready to be surprised by God. God who would never want us to fall into complacency is a God who delights in surprising, astounding, and startling. And Advent is about embracing God's surprises and being surprised by his workings in our lives. We have a God who surprises someone like St. Paul, who was simply going to Damascus thinking he was going to persecute the church of God and wound up becoming a Christian himself. Even someone like my own mom, who 19 years ago went to a parish mission not really thinking anything of it and had a big reversion to the faith, especially uh, in throwing out contraception and living out the church's teachings for love and marriage. You can look at so many great conversion stories, if you will, and they can be attributed to God acting outside of the normal manner of things, catching us by surprise, going against our expectations. It's why a young woman who maybe, of maybe 14 could be the mother of God. And why the Savior of this world could be born in, of all places, a manger in the dusty outpost of Bethlehem. And why our salvation was not won on a battlefield, brothers and sisters. It was won on the cross. This is how God works. He doesn't normally go with our expectations. Rather, he goes by his standard and his alone. Let us today allow ourselves to be surprised by God. and sure that entails developing a friendship with him and a relationship with him in which we can embrace that surprise. So let us be alert and ready for how God wants to work in our lives, for God to act in our hearts and to be able to influence our days. And let us, through the intercession of St. John the Baptist, embrace that surprise, embrace God's plan, and embrace his coming among us.